0: Well, thanks so much for joining us on our weekly sermon podcast. We pray that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see that God is moving in your life. Thanks so much for joining us again, and God bless. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sakes. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let us pray. Lord, as we open your word, we pray that it's your word that is spoken, not a simple man's thoughts or ideas but God your word we also ask that you open our hearts and we soften our hearts if there be any hardened hearts today God we just ask that there be softened and opened to what your most powerful word speaks uh, through this Bible God and we praise you when you ask that you're here in in Jesus name amen Um, so you can have a seat uh, many, many of you may know that this is my second time preaching the Word. Um, the last time I spoke, I spoke about the prodigal son, which is a story about a son who uh, turns his back on the father and leaves. Eventually, under, eventually he comes to understanding the love he had in the father, and uh, he, he say, decides he's going to go back. And so he returns expecting to have to beg the father, hey, please take me back, please take me back. But surprisingly, the Father ran to him in love and because he had returned. Honestly, it's the story of all of us. Uh, when we get lost in our sin and we go our own way, how our heavenly Father never gives up on us, and he runs to our side because we had returned. Now, when I wrote this last message, I actually, as I wrote it more and more, and I got closer to the end, I really felt like um, the message was kind of Tailored for my brother, um, and unfortunately, I don't know if he actually ever did get to hear that message. Uh, but this time, I'm speaking about trials. Like most families, during this season, people have been through a lot of trials, and uh, unfortunately, it seems like my, my my family's got a little double dose of that lately. But uh, so that I want to speak about trials today. Um, one of my fears about speaking about trials and kind of talking about my own story here is that it's my story and not God's story, but as we, I talked to Austin and we, we prayed more about it, you know, this isn't really my story at all. This is God's story. So today I'm going to be sharing to you how great and how amazing, how powerful God was through the biggest trial that this, our, my family has ever had. Let me tell you a little bit more about my family. God blessed me to have a really close family. Uh, There's the four of us my older sister, my brother, myself and my younger sister. And we were all all real close growing up. We had a lot of friends and family around. Um, After church on Sundays, uh, we'd actually go to my grandmother's and and have um, lunch after church. Uh, And for the most part of our lives, we lived within just, I don't know, 10, 10 miles of each other. As adults, we may remain close, and of course, we get together on those normal holidays—Christmas and Thanksgiving—but we get together on Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Halloween, Fourth of July, and many, many birthdays. So you know, we were really a close, close family. By all means, we weren't perfect. A lot of times, as my wife could tell you, it seemed like more like a soap opera than it did uh, the Cosby Show because we had our share of problems. We had drug, addic- drug and alcohol addiction, divorce, arguments, fights, a lot more. But we weren't perfect, but we were a very close family. This year, my family has experienced a lot of trials. My parents have been, ba- been evacuated for the uh, wildfires for almost three weeks, my wife had a cancer scare. My dad had a brain bleed, which required surgery. My younger sister has been in the hospital, I think, at least three times, and many more personal struggles I don't really want to share here today. But the greatest trial this year has been my brother's accident. A lot of this is very story, very personal, but I really feel like I must tell it. Every, every time the story of losing my brother comes up, I, the, the Lord lays it on my heart to tell about how amazing and how gracious he was during this biggest trial of our lives. How there is light even in, in the darkest moments. So when I talk about my brother, I, I look at people's face when I'm talking about it, and I look for a glimmer of you know, extra interest, and I, say, and I always say, hey, do you have a moment? Do you have a minute? Um, because I want to share the gospel with you as well and how great God has been. So, when we talk about trials, it's important to remember point one. Christians are not immune to trials. People ask, why, could God, why would God do this? If God is good, why does he allow this to happen? And those are legitimate questions. And by all means, it's okay to ask those questions. But you have to remember one thing. We're not in heaven. We're in a fallen world. As beautiful and amazing as it may seem, this is a fallen world, and it's full of sin. And unfortunately, God has not chosen to spare even his children from consequences of living in a fallen world. Believing in Jesus Christ and having your eternity assured does not prevent suffering in this world. This is a fallen world, Christian or not. Bad things will happen. God actually ensures that us that we actually will struggle. In John 16:33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So please understand, being a Christian does not prevent bad things from happening. However, as scripture has said, when we're going through trials, we can find still peace in Jesus Christ. Peace not just for a day, not the fleeting peace that is changed by what we see on Twitter, Facebook, or what our boss says to us, is a true peace that is everlasting, and it can only be found in knowing Jesus Christ. Christians find themselves in bad relationships, they struggle with addiction, they get cars stolen, right? Engines blow up on their cars, they get sick, and unfortunately they die. They lose loved ones in fires and earthquakes and hurricanes. And sometimes it even seems that Christians even suffer more than the wicked. However, when the believer faces these trials, like God has promised, God promises to use these struggles for our good. It's not all for nothing. What the enemy has meant for evil, God can turn and use for good. Romans 8.28 And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his, His purpose for them. So yes, as a Christian, you're going to struggle. But we can find peace in the trials by knowing God. We also have an assurance from God that He will work through these trials, even as horrible as they are, to bring some good. It might not be the good you want, But I promise you, some good can come out of even the worst event. So please, understand, you need to come to know God. This world is so tough. I can't imagine living in in this world without knowing God. It's horrible out there sometimes, guys. Without Him, it's miserable. So please come to know God. On May 15th of this year, many of my family members had gathered at my house to celebrate my amazing daughters, Alyssa and Crystal, who's in the back in the ministry. They had both graduated from college. So because of the COVID-19 thing, it's a virtual graduation. So we all sat around, we actually watched it, live streamed it on TV and we clapped and made as big of a deal about it as we possibly could and tried to celebrate. So a lot of my family members had gathered there uh, so, and towards the evening hour, we got a phone call that my brother and his granddaughter were in an ATV accident and my brother Carl was in bad shape. My parents rushed to the hospital. Our next point is, Charles affirm God's word. Psalm 23:4: Even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This is one of the verses I prayed over as I sat in the dark of the backyard, praying to God for what I wanted to have happen. I sat there, I I, I texted the prayer chain, I texted the pastor, I prayed. We all prayed. Then the phone call came from my dad. And our prayers weren't answered the way we'd hoped. My family was in shock. I was in shock, actually. I'm still kind of in shock. But many family members had, had gathered at my house. So like I've done way too many times before, I found myself in front of family members delivering bad news. My brother was dead. Now we, like I said, we have had a large family growing up. So we had a lot of family close, uh, close by and, and you know, having a large family, you kind of deal with this a lot, but none of them were this sudden. None of them were this surprising and quite honestly none of them were so this close. But I knew I wasn't alone. God had been there before, and I knew God was going to be there again. So I tried to remember God's promises. I tried to remember God's word, and when we're in trials, we need to try to remember what God has told us. If they are true on the good days, they are just as true on the bad days. God has promised to help us through these trials. And knowing God will give you that peace and give you that strength to make it through. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. When trials happen, we need to lean on him for strength. There's a very tough days in our lives. Some days we don't know if we can make it. And without him, guys really can't because even with him it's hard we need strength and he gives it freely it's free he loves us and he'll see us all through through all struggles because he will be with us and in isaiah 43 2 it tells us when you pass through the waters i will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you when you walk through the fire you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. So after delivering this message I kind of went into the kitchen and I my wife followed in after me tried to console me a little bit and I heard some of my family members in the other room and they said why did God do this? How could God do this? And I felt a really strong conviction from the Lord, up race laid upon my heart. So still weeping, I kinda made it way to the, the front room and I said, and unfortunately this is the way I said it, I said, I know this sucks. And it does. It seems like he was taken too soon. But there was a time when my brother was lost to drugs and chaos of the world. And I got him back. I didn't think I'd ever get him back, but I did. So for, for me, I'm choosing right now to praise God for every day I did get with my brother. When trials happen, we must trust God is still in control. We don't know why this has happened, but we must remember God loves us. He is not leaving us alone to deal with it. He is strengthening us. We must trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Even though life was rough at that moment, God was still in control. My Bible, my mind, my heart, my very soul was telling me he would still be here through this time. He would still be by our side. He was not going to leave us. And he would help us through this tragedy. Growing up, I heard this this common next point: God never gives you a trial more than you can handle. Growing up, that's one of my favorite, my mom's favorite, favorite uh, things to say when we, we went into trials. And quite honestly, I never understood it really because I'd seen a lot of good Christian men and women struggle mightily with things throughout their lives, and sometimes it seemed like, man, that's rough. That's really hard. I can't even imagine. And there was even a point in my own life I actually was kind of afraid to get too close to God because I was afraid of struggles that He would even sin. But see, I didn't understand it like I do now. But I have a little bit of a better understanding now. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 30 says, Come to me, who all labor and are on heavy laden I will give you rest, take up my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. See, we were never created to carry any of these burdens ourselves. That's the reason I had heard this in my entire life, was because nothing was... No trial was more than we could handle because we're not supposed to do it ourselves anyway. God is there. God is wanting to carry you through the trial. God intends to carry the burden. God is there for the trials, and he wants us to lay our trials upon them. That is why there is no trial you ever face in your life that is too great because God wants to carry your trial, your burden. He wants to be with you. We will find, our, find rest for our various souls if we will let the Lord carry us through these trials. Psalms fifty-five twenty-two says, Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. When sorrow has filled your heart, when life doesn't seem worth living, and when you're at the weakest moment, you must hold on to God's promises. For when, God is, God, for when we are weak, God is strong. At your weakest point, God is moving in your life more than you ever can imagine. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content in weakness, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The truth truth is life can hit us as much as it wants, but God is stronger than that. Horrible things can happen, but God is stronger than that. We're weak. That's okay. We have a mighty God. Nothing is too difficult for him. Not a thing. And God provides the light in our darkest hours. John 1, 4, 5. In him was a life. And that life was like the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Which brings us to my next point. The light shines through the darkest trials. The next day, we had found out that my brother Carl had thrown his granddaughter Anaya and the dog off the ATV, saving them from the horrible accident and ultimately sacrificing himself for them. We knew how much Carl loved his granddaughter and it made us honestly feel a little bit better. know he would lay down his life for her and even to this day we say he died a hero knowing that gave us a little light in the very dark moments that we were dark trial we were going through it was just a glimmer of of light but the back of our mind the unspoken concern that we didn't really want to talk about how was his soul He knew God, but he had fallen away many years before. And we just weren't quite certain of his relationship. I tell you right now, church, the only thing worse than losing someone is not knowing if they're in heaven. Although many scriptures that have been enlightened to me lately point to God's grace not being that easy to lose, being humans, of course, we are still worried. Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring to completion at the day of Jesus. God provided us that little light, that glimmer in the darkness, but... <laughs> He wasn't even near done yet. He continues to show great comfort. But like I said, he wasn't done yet. Later that day, we heard a little bit of that, more of that story. A neighbor by the name of Steve had heard Anaya screaming for help. My brother lived in a much forested area of Forbestown, but Steve, and Steve was a long way away from the accident, inside his house, with the TV turned on, but yet he heard a cry for help. He jumped in his car and grabbed his gun, not knowing what he would find, and set off down the road. He found Anaya along the road, and then he went down and He, he went down and prayed with Carl. Until the ambulance came. When my parents told me this, I began, they were crying and I began to cry too. Just thinking about how amazing God's grace was in this situa- situation was overwhelming. To think how he, met, he sent a man to pray for my brother in the last moments was humbling and amazing. What an amazing God we serve! God's light was shining in this darkest moments. This time it became apparent that God was going to be there for us. Even though this was a huge trial the family was going through, we were not alone. God was here, God was present, God loved us, and God was not working through this tragedy. God's light is there in the darkest trials of our life. Sometimes when we don't see it, It's because we've hardened our hearts to God. But I'm telling you, there's not a trial you face in your life that God is not there. So look for the light. You do not have to go through trials alone. He offers you peace even in these trials if you come to know him. God is there. He provides peace. He provides strength. He provides comfort. I know it might not always be evident. Sometimes it's just in a family member or a friend or a stranger just just speaking the right words. God can use that. God can use us to comfort others, to encourage. Us. And we might not even know God is using us. But God is there. His light is there in the darkest trials of our lives. Look for the light and the Lord's grace will be with you. Revelations twenty two twenty one, The grace of the Lord Jesus will be with all. Amen. My next point is God is present in our trials. We could see God working and his grace was shining through the darkness, but it still hurt. We're all human and we all must mourn. And losing a loved one was... As everybody knows. Very hard. But if you ever doubt how God feels about death. We have to look for just the shortest verse of the Bible. Upon hearing Lazarus' death. John 11.35 tells us. Simply. Jesus wept. Now, Jesus would go on to raise Lazarus from the dead. So why did he weep? He wept because he knew the pain his family and the loved ones felt. Their loss brought the creator of the universe to tears. That's how much he loves you. God knows your pain. God has been there. He understands and he wants to share your pain. As the days went on, we became more and more worried about my mom. My mom had become pretty despondent and really wasn't easy eating. In the first, for, and she told me for the first time in her life, she couldn't bring herself to pray. But God knows your pain. God understands when we experience such loss that we may not know what to say or how to pray. But we can take God, comfort that God knows our heart and helps us in our weakness. My favorite verse in the Bible. Romans eight twenty 7 In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows our minds, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Our weakness is not an obstacle for God. God knows your pain, God helps find peace, and He strengthens and comforts us. The weaker we are, the stronger He becomes. He will not fail us through any trial. We pick up a story, the story a a day or two later, my niece and nephew, Kate and Charlotte, say hi. we got? going. They're amazing. Wanted to stay the night with my mom, my dad. And of course, being that they stayed the night with my grandparents, that meant my dad got kicked to the couch and the kids <laughs> got to bed with my mom. The next... <laughs> The next day, my little nephew still couldn't understand why everyone was so upset. They told him again about Uncle Carl, Carl, but he wasn't having it. He said, I saw him last night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and he was standing at the end of the bed watching Grandma and us sleep. Now, I know my brother was gone. I don't necessarily believe it was, a, was my brother but I know my, know my God. I know He loves His people. I know Scripture tells us in Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saved the crushed in spirit. So I choose to believe that for this one time, the one time in my mom's life that she could not pray to God, God sent an angel to watch over her, to strengthen her, To comfort her. When she couldn't even pray. Oh what mighty God we serve. We are at our lowest. God is near. And like the saying goes. What a friend we have in Jesus. A friend so great that he died. To make a way to him again. Knowing how great his love is. Is there any doubt that he would be near in our darkest moments. We never go through these trials alone. God is with us, carrying us, strengthening us and comforting us. He wants us to f- He doesn't want us to fear. He promises over and over again he will be near. Isaiah 41:10 Fear not, I am with you; be not dismayed, for I am your God; I will strengthen you; I will help you; I will uphold your righteous hand. He is here strengthening our resolve. Being present, being near. Open your eyes for the signs. The light is there. You just have to look for it. His love abounds in the darkness, and the light cannot, cannot be hidden. He promises he's going to be there to help you. A few days went by, and a group of my family members decided to take a walk up and talk to Steve. Steve. So they went up and talked to Steve, and they said, you know, so what kind of what was going on? And Steve told him, well, when he got there, he could tell my brother was in bad shape. And and he didn't think he was going to make it. But God laid Carl's salvation on him, his heart. And at this point, my brother really couldn't talk anymore. So he reached out and he grabbed my brother's hand and he said, I'm not sure where you are with, with your relationship with God. But right now, if you choose to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, just squeeze my hand. And he did. I wept again, not not for my brother's passing, but for how amazing grace was being. I I wept again because God's grace was so amazing. It was hard for me to believe He was so close. It was hard for me to believe that He'd be so present. What do we do to deserve this grace? Nothing. Not only did God send someone to be with my brother when he was in his darkest mount moments, but he sent the right person, a person that would be worried about his everlasting soul. It was too much. I've never experienced God's presence like this before. And to think he was so close and so comforting during this trial is so humbling. Just when you think it's done. God still wasn't done. We have a servant, amazing God, amen? At the funeral, actually here in the church, Steve shared the message of what had happened. But when he told it this time, he told us a little bit more of the story that we hadn't known before. My brother was a strong man. He worked on... uh, He was a mechanic, so he worked on tools. His forearms were probably twice the size of mine. He said, When I offered your brother salvation through Jesus Christ, he said, He didn't. He said, I thought I was going to lose my hand. Your brother squeezed it so hard that I thought my hand was going to fall off. Because he just wanted to make sure that. God knew. He accepted him. He didn't want there to be any doubt. He didn't want to give you one of these. He didn't want to give you a limp handshake. He wanted to rip that thing off if he had to, just to declare that, yes, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. It seemed like every time we we thought God's grace, we knew everything about it. It was a little bit more. That was even more comforting and all this. It brought us to tears again. But he still wasn't done. About a month ago, Gina, my brother's wife, was talking to Anaya, the little granddaughter. And he asked her, he said, she said, what was Aniah doing after the crash, what, what, before you got help? He was praying. Micah 7, 7, therefore I will look to the Lord. Oh, wait for, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. God answered my brother's prayer. How personal is our God that he would choose to be president during all this, these trials? I don't know why he shows us this grace, but he shows everybody this grace. Just look. How great is our God? God. Although this death was tragic, God's grace forever changed us. I never knew his grace like this. I knew he loved me, but to think how present he was in this still floors me. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that is what Jesus Christ offers you today, hope. Hope in the sadness, hope in the darkness, hope when you don't really even know if you can get out of bed. And as I I invite the worship team back up, the story of God's presence and grace in this trial is overwhelming for me and my family. And I hope it has given you guys a new perspective as it has me on God's grace and His presence. My My hope and prayer is I have honored God by telling you this amazing story. Of how God worked in this trial. But just to recap. Christians are not immune to trials. Because we live in a fallen world. God can give us peace in this fallen world. If we choose to know him. And I know these trials are are, are, are hard. But they really affirm God's word. It never changes. His promises are the same today as they ever were. He will strengthen us and be with us during all of our trials. God never gives you more than you can handle because, quite honestly, you're never built to handle it by yourself in the first place. So stop trying. God's light shines through the darkest trials because God's light is impossible to block out. No amount of darkness can hide it. His love for us is amazing. But most of all, this season of trial has opened my eyes to one thing, and that is, the biggest thing is how personal God can be and how much He cares for each and every one of us. Although He doesn't have to, get this, the creator of the universe is present in our trials. Amen? Amen? You know, the more I study God's word, the, the more he reveals in my heart. And I think back to the previous sermon I did about the prodigal son. And like I said, I didn't know if my brother, brother ever heard the sermon, but I know he lived it. He might have turned his back a little bit on the father, but when he cried out at the very end, how did his father respond? Luke fifteen twenty. But while I was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So if you are struggling today, So many of us are struggling today, here or online. Open your heart to Jesus. I know we may have hardened our hearts over the years. Things have not gone our way, and we don't quite understand why things happen, but just open your heart. Ask Him to come in your life. He can provide peace that you're not going to find anywhere else. If you're struggling in your relationship with God or if you just like even more prayer or if you'd like to accept Him as your Savior this time for the first time or for the 30th time, that's okay too. I would just ask as we, as we sing this last song that you come down, you sit in the front row or stand up here and Pastor Austin and I will and Ian and some others will pray over you. Can just get you going in the right direction. But it all starts here. It all starts by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior or getting a reboot. Sometimes God just wants us to say it again. Let us pray. God, you're an amazing God. This world has gone through so much this year. There is not a person who's lived through this year that has not spent seen trials God we are hurting the world is full of hurt and sadness, confusion and loneliness we know you're the answer God please soften our hearts let your light show. Pierce the darkness that we might have put up. Shields we might have put around our hearts because we're afraid to love. God, be with us. Strengthen us. Continue to love us like only you can. Although these trials we go through are hard. Some days we can't even get out of bed. But God, God, You are greater than any trial we face. And we praise you and we thank you that through Jesus Christ, we can know peace. Amen. Like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. Let's sing, bless the Lord.